You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Welcome to Nowhere, California presents our conversation with Jeremy Childs. Hey everybody, it's Josh, and honestly, you should know the drill by now because right now you're going to listen to a conversation with either a great filmmaker, a great producer, a great actor, or just some great creative mind. And in this conversation, it's going to be all the above because I'm going to be talking to Jeremy Childs. He is the star, producer, casting director, and all-around awesome guy because he is the lead in Closer to God. This movie is a little bit hard to categorize because you see like the poster and you see the trailer. You may think horror, but also too, when you actually see the movie, it's um, to me, it's more of a psychological drama and psychological thriller because there's a lot of aspects to this movie. There's a lot of layers. And honestly, there's no other real way to describe it, but not by me. And I'm going to let the man himself describe it right now. So let's get to the conversation with Jeremy. Enjoy. Okay, we are now joined by Jeremy Childs. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well today. How about you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing something I enjoy is talking to uh, someone that's involved in a great film. I... Oh, cool. Well, it's always great to hear somebody say a great film, because I love that. Yeah, it I, makes me happy. It takes me to a happy place. Definitely. I watched uh, Closer with God last night, and I know we'll delve more into it, but just to get it right out there, I enjoyed every moment of it. It was, very, it was a very different kind of movie to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, um, I think that's probably the main thing we have to offer. I mean, we have to categorize it somehow, so we categorize it as a genre film, but it's not, it really doesn't go a direction I think you're anticipating. I don't think it goes a direction most people are anticipating, especially with all the similarities that, that's been out in the press and so forth to Frankenstein. It's like, yeah, it's a Frankenstein-esque kind of story, but thematically it has a completely different thing that I definitely definitely got that vibe from it uh, before we jump into uh, closer to God uh, when did your passion for film begin uh, we started actually principal photography in 2000 and no you ask me I'm sorry yeah uh, 2013 is when we started principal photography he started writing the script uh, I'm guessing towards the end of 2012 something like that and I was privy to uh, every draft and the project all along the way, many discussions with Billy Sinise, our director. So it was cool. Once we got into principal photography, we all knew exactly where we needed to be, and I think we were there. I think we were there, yeah. Uh, you were talking about how you're kind of privy to the script as it uh, progressed and everything. How did you initially get involved with the project of Closer to God? Like, how did uh, this story really get to you? Yeah, originally it started, uh, I had done, Billy had something that he calls uh, Midnight Radio Theater. And I had had a friend recommend me to him, and it's basically their radio shows. Sort of dark Twilight Zone-esque, darker than the Twilight Zone, but these radio shows that he was doing. And that's where I first met him, and I did a radio show with him, and after that we, uh, I did his first shorts which is called The Suicide Tapes, which ended up doing really well in the festival circuit and so forth. And then I did another short, was involved in another short, 
Uh, and then he immediately began talking about whether he was going to shoot another short or actually if he was going to go into feature land. Uh, and at that point in time, it was kind of laboring back and forth, and he finally decided to go into feature land. I'm glad he did because I felt like it was the logical next next step. So I've known Billy since about 2009. And we're, you know, we see things very similarly. We are influenced by a lot of the same, uh, not just film, but also a lot of the same literature and things like this. And I've actually gotten to be really good buds in the process, which is why I think the greatest thing I've taken out of the project is all the relationships, cool relationships I've made with people, you know. You make a film with people and you either end up being really good friends or arch enemies, so <laughs> glad it worked out. That, that's definitely true. And uh, speaking about like the people you work with and everything, uh, with the dark tone of this movie, um, how was the morale on set, and how was it working with the rest of the cast and crew? It was, it was fantastic, man. It was really cool. I was casting director, which means that I had the liberty to go to a bunch of talented working actors that I know and put them in front of Billy so that I felt like he was choosing from some just really our true talent pool, you know. Uh, there are some talented people I'm sure that I forgot to have come in an audition, but uh, the majority of our talent pool, in terms of what he was looking for in terms of character ages and male and female, those kind of things, of course. So we went in and everybody loved the script uh, and everybody loved the shorts that he made. So the attitude was really fantastic going into it. We were all very serious when, you know, and, and got into our characters in a very serious manner, but I believe it or not, the I would say the atmosphere on, on set was very, it was professional, but, um, but, but you really have a lot of freedom to explore. In other words, there's no ego. There's no ego at all by anybody by cast or crew and I think that starts with the director the director sets the tone and the tone was I feel like we're doing something important you're the people I want to create this important thing with we're going to take our work really seriously but we never take ourselves seriously and I think that is you know and, and I think that gave the, the actors specifically particularly rather a lot of confidence you know and a confident actor I believe is a good actor uh, you know, I've been on some sets with a lot of ego, and I, I don't feel like I ever do my best work. And I don't feel like any of those people who are caught in that ego tornado do the best work either. And so it was pretty much a best case scenario all around, to tell you the truth. That's always good to hear. Uh, ego can easily kill a yeah. set. Um, yeah. yeah. You're talking about uh, how you uh, stepped in as a casting director during this film. Uh, throughout your career, you've done a lot of different positions, such as the writer, actor, and producer, and casting director. Is there one role you prefer above another? I enjoy, I enjoy writing. I see myself as a writer first, uh, and probably an, an actor second, but I enjoy those very much in terms of the sort of the more technical crew-type positions, you know, things of that sort. I really enjoy casting because I... You know, we shot everything in Nashville, Tennessee, and I really feel like I had my, my finger on the pulse of the, the talent in the community. And I think the mistake filmmakers make sometimes is they will can, they will uh, write a script without any notion of what the talent pool is. And I feel like that's always a dangerous move because, you know, you, you got to know what you're, you have, you have to know what tools you're working with in, in order for the, the machine to run, right? 
So, and, and plus it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun to bring in people you know are talented who are also friends of yours and see that you have, and watch them have an opportunity to shine. I don't believe either Shannon Hoppy, who played my wife, or Shalene Newman, who played the, uh, the Mary, you know, the, the uh, she was in, she was the one that took care of either. That's awesome. Um, to kind of jump back into uh, the world of Closer to God and your character of Victor, to me, like you, you, you described him as, uh, like some people have described it as Dr. Frankenstein. And I, I got that vibe from it, but also, too, I kind of saw him as kind of, he saw what he was doing as uh, uh, great work and everything, and it, slowly he became like it was him against the world. How would you describe your character of Victor? straight up horror movie but I saw this more as a psychological drama to be honest 
Me too. You know, we did too, man. It's, it's one of those weird things. Like, I was talking to Billy the other day, and the new trailer came out. Like the Apple the Apple trailer came out. And we were trying to figure out, and we, and we put it on uh, you know, on YouTube as well. We're trying to figure out exactly how to label it. It's like, do we call it an indie thriller? Do we call it a horror thriller? Do we call, you know? And I, I think most of the time you go into something, and it's like you, you're telling the story that's on your heart or is in your head. And... In our case, anyway, you're not trying to classify it, you're just trying to make it human. And when we talk about influences in terms of the tone of the film, in terms of the look of the film, we didn't really talk about that many horror films. We talked about Serpico, and we talked about The French Connection, and we talked about Audrey Rose uh, and The Andromeda Strain. We talked about those movies, which I always feel like are human dramas, human thrillers. I think the only... The only Two films, uh, horror films specifically, I, I remember having talked about. And of course, Billy probably remembers talking about a lot of horror films. I, just, I don't. But I remember talking about The Fly. I remember talking about Rosemary's Baby. You know, of course, The Fly deals with cloning. And Rosemary's Baby, to me, is more of a psychological thriller than it is a horror film. But I think most people classify it as a horror film. And you gotta, I, you know. <laughs> The gods, the gods of classification, man. you got to find a category in order to get people to sort of tune in. Well, our hope is that people who are fans of the genre, of the horror genre, will be uh, pleased and entertained, and that people who are perhaps not fans of the horror genre will still be pleased and entertained. You know, that, that's our hope. But uh, we just set out to make a, a, an honest film, uh, or an interesting film, uh, about a subject that we were you know, intrigued by, you know, by real characters, no real heroes or villains. I would even question whether uh, the character Josh, uh, the character, the, well, I don't want to give away any spoilers here, but something bad happens to me and the guy that uh, propagates that, you know, I, I'm not even sure if I see him necessarily as a, as a antagonist, you know, in the piece. I see him as a flawed human who ends up making what I think is a wrong choice and what others might think is the right choice, frankly. I don't know. Just, if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely does. And like, like you said, you don't want to get into spoilers and like, I'll do it too. That character, yes, it definitely, I see him more as a flawed human than what he, uh, what other people may interpret him as. Right. And what another filmmaker might interpret him as, you know, what another filmmaker might have done with those same, some same characters could, I think, have turned it into kind of a cheesy flick, you know? And we were very aware of that. It's like, we don't want to make any cheesier. We want to make a statement. We don't want to fall into stereotypes. We want to do something hopefully unexpected, you know? And then perhaps use some of the classic horror... Um, I, I, people say horror. To me, it feels more Hitchcockian, you know? It uh, feels more Hitchcockian, frankly, and also it feels, thematically, it feels more like a Shakespearean tragedy than it does, you know, another horror film. But, um, but okay, then again, that's the perspective I'm coming from, you know. Uh, we, we've had a couple showings at film festivals around, and it, it's really interesting to get the diverse responses from people. <laughs> that, that is a fun part of this. 
yeah, I have a, I have a buddy of mine who said, so is it a, is it a horror movie? I'm like, I don't really think it's a horror movie. Anyway, to make a long story short, he watched it, and afterwards he came up to me, and his face was white. He goes, you didn't know that was a horror movie? That was scary as hell. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, you never know, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's all in the eye of the beholder. That is awesome. You're talking about uh, how the reactions and everything through the film festivals um, and what your guys' hopes are. Uh, Do you have any other hopes for this movie as time progresses and more people see it? Yeah, you know, it's really cool to have um, have it in distribution. It's really cool to have it playing it in different theaters across the United States. It's really cool that it's going to be on video on demand. All that stuff is incredibly cool, but it's a tool, right? Because it's like, not it's there, but it's a, it doesn't matter if it's there if nobody watches it. So, of course, our hopes are, you know, to talk to folks like you and, and uh, to, um, you know, put out the great press that we've had about, you know, concerning the film and hopefully intrigue lots and lots of people to watch it. You know, it'd be nice if it ran for a while in the theaters, who knows, you know. Uh, but then, of course, that is the goal, and that's something that Billy and I and the whole team have talked about a lot. It's like, okay, now we have the tools, how do we make sure people know about this thing, you know? Because I think, you know, uh, there may be, maybe some people aren't interested because they think, oh, it's another Frankenstein science story, I've seen that before. It's like, well, it's more than that. Well, you've seen it, it's more than that. Yeah, it, oh, exactly. That's how it describes yeah, it to anybody. Well, it's, been, it's been pretty interesting because there's been a couple of YouTube videos and they basically watch the trailer and it's like, oh, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I know what happens here, blah, blah, blah. And then you know, they throw out their opinion. It's like, it's not even close to right. It's like, I'm not saying they'll like the movie, but their perception of it is completely wrong. You know? right. And that is a fair, honest trailer. So it's like, uh, I guess people just aren't used to something quite this... I don't know if quite this difference is the right word. I don't know if anybody's been used to a movie like this since the 70s. You know, it's very much got a 70s kind of vibe to it. I would say more original than anything. I would say it's more original than anything else, knowing that we live in kind of that reboot Hollywood right now. Sure. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for uh, talking with us. Before we let you go, uh, do you have any other projects that are coming up? that you would like us to know about and also where can we find you online well yeah man actually got several projects coming up I'd love to talk about uh, yeah you can find me on Facebook uh, Jeremy Childs on Facebook um, Twitter is JWChilds2 the number 2 at Yahoo I'm sorry at that's me no at at JWChilds2 that's the Twitter uh, yeah uh, no, I've got several projects. Um, actually, um, there's a character in the movie, Richard. He's actually, his name is David Alford. He's an actor who's uh, been on uh, a ton of episodes of ABC's Nashville. And he and I are actually involved with a series called Local Air, where I basically play his, his antagonist. It's a comedy. Um, but that's coming up. Um, I have a 30-minute real-time... Uh, improv comedy called The Jeff Durham Show. And the first four episodes of that are actually on YouTube already. Um, but we're working on some more. There's a CMT show called Still the King about a, a uh, alcoholic person impersonator in comedy. And I'm in the pilot on that, and I'm hoping I'll be in the series, but that premieres on CMT. 
The wonders of modern technology and the glitches that can happen. That's basically what happened at the end of this conversation. Unfortunately, the audio cut out towards the end of my conversation with Jeremy Childs. is basically us uh, saying goodbye to each other and me thanking him profusely for the, the great conversation, which I'm going to do again. Thank you, Jeremy Childs, for this great conversation. It was a blast, and I can't wait to talk to you again about your upcoming projects. The movie is Closer to God. Everybody check it out. It'll be in theaters and on demand July 3rd. And also, too, if you want to check out any more information about this movie, go to closertogodmovie.com.